We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, all cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Dosa zero, Josh. We're going to go through a few other international break uh, results and some news, but we got to give the U.S. men the ticker tape, as we are Americans. You know, mm-hmm. People across yeah. the pond might not care, but we beat our arch rivals, Mexico, 2-0 to go top of our qualifying group. And it looks like there are a lot of... Um, European countries that are just settling their qualification this week. And we've still got, I think, like four to six matches left to play. Yeah, we've got so many left. <laughs> it, there's a lo- long way to go for, for us. But yeah, I liked it. You and I were out on, on Friday with, with a couple of old friends. And uh, one of them, our friend Amy, is a big soccer fan. And the other one, Ryan, is not. And so mm-hmm. I really liked the way Amy waited until Ryan went to the bathroom and then quickly, like, like bolted in, like put the heads down and said, how are we going to get this guy to agree to let us watch the U.S. the yeah. USA-Mexico match at 930 tonight? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it was a great win. And um, and that's all we'll say. I, I, I guess, you know, it was nice to see Pulisic score. I mean, you know, if, if I can try to find an FPL spin on that, I mean, it's yeah. it would be wonderful if you were able to 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 start doing that for Chelsea. I mean, maybe it's a, maybe it'll you know get his form back a little bit. Yeah, and I think Chelsea, you know, they their their weak spot has been scoring goals. You know, even in their great form this season, uh, leading the league, they would probably love to score more goals. And I think the pace that yeah. Pulisic offers could help like help uh, open up their attack a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, do you need it when you've got Reese James over there, Brandon, just scoring and assisting and well, yeah, too much. You, now, there so. is such a thing as too much pace, but you know, you've got Chilwell and Reese James out out wide on the touch lines and they give Pulisic a little bit of space to run in the middle and uh, just obliterate those defenses, Josh. All right. Well, we're into our game week twelve preview, talking about a player who was almost certainly not going to start for Chelsea <laughs> this weekend. Uh, all right. So here's what we're going to do in this week's pod. We're going to go match by match in game week twelve. We're going to talk about the key players for each match, who to avoid, and bold predictions. It's a little more straightforward than we typically do on the Always Cheating Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go back and get something that's much goofier, then you can go back and listen to last week's Kings of the Game Week pod, where we go through all 11 of the, what used to be called the Dream Team, but is now called the Kings of the Game Week, and talked about lessons learned and and false yeah. false idols and, and all sorts of interesting, <laughs> interesting stuff. And I, I really, we got some great feedback on that pod. So if you haven't listened to that, that's, that's still very, very relevant. Uh, but this time around, we want to look forward, look ahead to game week 12. Um, but to kick things off here, Brandon, I, my question for you is what are you trying to fix this week in your squad in your fantasy squad? Hey, it's a good question. Um, the, the plan was to have two free transfers during the international break, but uh, we all know how uh, it went for me cha- uh, using my two frees to get rid of all of my Manchester City defenders. Um, That was a big move. But now if I look at my team, it feels like Jamie Vardy might be my weakest link. 
at the moment. Now, you know, Jamie Vardy is uh, one of the leading goal scorers this season. So how big of a problem could he be? But he faces Chelsea strong defense in game week 12. And I think that his form and Lester's form just isn't where I want to be fantasy wise. Yep. Uh, so we're going to talk about a few options that I could go to. I mean, Harry Kane was the one that everyone was trying to will into fantasy existence. Looks like Lukaku might be healthy for this Leicester match. So yep. maybe I just flip. Can you uh, go? Vardy. Mm-hmm. Could you go Vardy to Kane without without like? Do you have enough money in the bank to do it? I do not have enough money to go Vardy to Kane. I do have enough money to go Vardy to Lukaku, um, and of course, I have enough money to go Vardy to. Eddie Howe's reuniting with Callum Wilson. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll save the will. We'll, Callum, the truth, Wilson is back. We'll save that talk for. Oh, the, by the way, speaking of nicknames, Brent, it was nice to get the the bus team shout out. I feel like the bus team has become yeah, official. We got the yeah. shout out from from the uh, the fantasy Premier League uh, account. That was a nice. Yeah, nice listen, Josh, you you, uh, you you play to their sensibilities. We we did a whole podcast about their feature Kings of the Game Week, and they that's true. Rewarded us basically with sponsored. A- <laughs> yeah, basically sponsored content, wasn't it? Yeah, that's true. I yeah. didn't even thought about that. It was real free SponCon. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. So you're thinking about? I mean, yeah. I think that Kellen Wilson is an interesting one. I think. Um, yeah, I mean Lukaku. The, the problem is, like, I mean, the, the you know Lukaku just again. It's sort of he is who we thought he was before he left. Is sort of mm-hmm. the feeling I'm having right now, which is that you really want him for for good runs and maybe not so much when the when the fixtures go a little worse. And unfortunately, he got injured right ahead of the good run, and and uh, you know clearly that had a major impact. I mean, who even knows how that affected the Chelsea defenders too, yeah. right? And their, their yeah. returns. Yeah, and and Lukaku was frustrating even up to that point. So who who's to say how rich uh, his fantasy returns would have been if he was healthy? Yeah. So you know that that looking at Lukaku is definitely wishful thinking. It's it's I guess you could qualify it as a bit of a punt, but um, maybe a minor punt just because he has enough quality to I think justify a move like that. So I, in all honesty, I don't know if there's so much in it between like if you're just comparing Vardy and Lukaku for one game week um yeah why not why not just roll the transfer and then you have a little bit more freedom like in in my case to maybe bring in Kane if he does find his form like he scored a hat trick for England uh yesterday and Conte is is surely gonna try and uh, get the Spurs team scoring a few more goals, which would which would almost certainly include Kane. So with two free transfers, I can make that work. So it's like, sort of like if you go, if I go Lukaku this week, that mm-hmm. means I'm committing to him as my one premium striker. And yeah. I'm not going to have Kane, which seems probably like if you, fine. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. We can talk about Kane in a, in a little bit because I feel like that Kane and Son are the big discussion point. But Son, Son, by the way, there was a moment where it seemed like he might be injured, and then he sort of. Uh, confirmed in a post-match news conference that he was fine. So uh, there's no real issue there. But yeah, I mean, it almost feels like if you just talk yourself into Kane over the course of this week and you're like, I just really, he's the, he's the forward that I want long-term. It it feels like that would almost be worth a minus four. And I know it's, it's annoying because you would have had these two transfers, but it's like, you just have to like, yeah, look past that, you know. Well, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and it's an aggressive move, and I think it's good uh, to be aggressive when you know what your plan is, and right. you have to be right. willing to 
yeah. to take that minus four. I'm I'm with you. So that that's yeah. what I'm thinking. What's your what's your big situation going into game week twelve? Yeah. So I do have two transfers. Uh, unfortunately, it almost feels like I've got one because uh, one of my transfers is going to be used to transfer out Sanchez. Um, just kind of, I basically burned, uh, I burned my own transfer, uh, by not, not having Sanchez's backup keeper, uh, yeah. when I, when I brought him in and, in, in game week one and I, I, I got a little cute with it. Um, the, the keeper that I brought in, um, uh, what's Jed his name? Steer, right? Yeah. I brought in Jed Steer, the, the backup keeper for Villa thinking, well, there might be a few minutes, you know, a few like times when Emmy Martinez gets, um, you know, comes back late from international duty and maybe yeah. I'll get a couple of good, and like this actually would be one of those times, right? Where Villa hosts, hosts Brighton in game week 12, Steven Gerrard's Villa, by the way, Brandon, we can talk about him in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll wait a couple more days to make my transfer. Maybe Amy Martinez comes back late or has, has some sort of issue. I, I don't expect that to happen. And so what I'm probably going to end up doing is making a goalkeeper transfer. And um, I've been thinking about it a little bit. And for me, it's, the thing about a goalkeeper transfer is that it's and I for well, okay for one thing I'm just not going to spend that much money on a keeper. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do, I'm not a big fan of the expensive keepers. I just don't really um, think there's you're, enough. You're cheap. Yeah, I just don't think there's enough return in in it. You know, yeah. and especially especially with clubs like Chelsea and Man City. Honestly, where you know just it wouldn't it wouldn't be a shocker if Zach Steffen got a couple of occasional starts or um, or you know the same thing with Kepa um, at Chelsea. And, uh, you know, it's actually interesting because David De Gea is only 5 million. I forgot how cheap he was. I mean, not that I'm considering him at all, but it was uh-huh. just sort of when I was looking through keeper prices, I always think of Van United's keepers as being premium, right? Sure. I mean, I don't know if they've ever had a starting 5 million keeper, at least, you know, at, the, at that price going into the season. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's, you know, so I'm, I'm committed to the cheaper keeper. And then it's, to me, it's not really a fixture question at that point because I've, think if all goes well, I won't be wild carding until sometime in the twenties or the thirties. Um, okay. I know some people like try to plan this stuff out early on in the season, but for me, it's like sometime I, I'm like outsourcing that concern. You know, I'm going to deal with that in 20 weeks. Uh, but because it's going to be that far ahead, I'm not really worried about like the next five fixtures of the keeper. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to look at them, you know? Um, so it's more about, you know, just, like how much do I trust their team? Um, what are the, you know, how many saves do they get? What, what, you know, what are the goalkeeping stats look like? And it was, it was really interesting, you know, and I was looking at it, I was kind of shocked. I mean, so he's only, he only has eight starts um, for, for Arsenal so far in the season, but uh, Aaron Ramsdale, his goals against per 90 is 0.5. It is right up there with Mendy and Ederson mm-hmm. and almost double. It just, so David Rea is, is fourth on this list of goals against per 90 on the season. And he is double what Aaron Ramsey is at, at one goal per, per match. So, I mean, Aaron Ramsey is just off to an incredible, or, 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 or Ramsdale, excuse me. I want to say Ramsey because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Arsenal. Arsenal yeah, legend. exactly. I had heard some rumors that Aaron Ramsey might be going to Newcastle in January. By okay. The way. So that's okay. that would be interesting. I feel like this is like we're now in that full on like summer transfer window thing where just yeah. every every player who's like 31 years old is going to get flooded for Newcastle. <laughs> right. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, black stripes at Juve to black stripes at Newcastle. It just makes sense, Josh. Yeah, it just it just makes sense. And so um I I I actually think that would be kind of a fun um, I I'd like to have him back. I've always liked yeah. Ramsey. Uh so 
so, so you're going for Ramsdale, I think, well, is what I'm, just, I'm hearing. I'm kind of leaning towards it, honestly. I mean, it's it's not just I mean, it's not just goals against Bernini, but you know, he makes a ton of saves as well. Uh, it feels like Arsenal have found uh, a little bit of you know defensive solidity. I guess the other keeper that I would consider would be uh, Vicente Gaita, uh, who is you know right in that same price point as as Ramsdale and. Just for me, it's like, you know, Crystal Palace have been really impressive defensively so far in the season, mm-hmm. but I just don't know. It, it, you know, it's not like, I mean, so let's see, just comparing saves. I mean, Gaita has um, 31 saves, um, 31 saves in the season, and that's an 11 starts. Um, Ramsdale has 22 and eight. So, you know, roughly the same number of saves on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that Arsenal are a better team. And mm-hmm. so it's the only thing that's kind of annoying about it is that, Arsenal play away to Liverpool in game week <laughs> not 12. Ideal. Not, not, ideal. not ideal. Probably the worst possible fixture. Uh, maybe, maybe even worse than, than a way to, to a way to Man City, uh, given. Well, how, you know, we uh, we have a bold prediction segment coming up as we look ahead to true. game week 12. And I, you might be right. interested in my bold prediction here in this match. Okay. All right. Well, that's so, you know, in some ways it's like I, I could make it very complicated or I could just say, well, Aaron Ramsdale is the best keeper and the price point that I want to spend my money Um mm-hmm. You know, if I'm just looking long term, um, I, I suppose there's a concern that maybe Leno gets some starts at some point. And if that happens, I'll just have to suck it up and get zero points that week. I mean, what else, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's kind of where I'm leaning because uh, I feel like you do you get you get some saves. There's a little bit of bonus point. Actually, I mean, this is the, the frustrating thing about Arnie Sanchez is that he is. And he, by the way, is fifth in goals against per 90, if you're curious. I mean, you know, the only problem with, with Sanchez is that he just doesn't get a ton of saves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got, I think, 26 saves in the season. But I think like 12 of them came in that Man City game. <laughs> and mm-hmm. outside of that, it's like just one or two at a, you know at a time. And so he doesn't really get bonus points, nor does he just pick up like the easy save points. And so, you know, if I have Ramsdale away, okay, I'll, I'll give you an early bold prediction, Brennan. Ramsdale mm-hmm. gets three points away to Liverpool. Now okay. that could that could be because they concede one goal, or they could be because they concede two goals and he gets, you know, um, six saves. I guess that is something I could see. Yeah, happening. I I think three to four is is the over under there for sure. Yeah. Probably yeah. yeah, probably yeah, three. Right three sounds three. like bookies odds over under on on Ramsdale points. Yeah, so that's. I mean, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on on keepers in that kind of price bracket? I'm I mean, more expensive. I, you have a, you have a more expensive keeper. I have Mendy and. You know, I I understand the case against premium keepers, especially when you look at what else you can buy into in the defense with Chelsea and, and City, where they have you know, really attacking fullback options, where you can also get your clean sheets. Um, I think my my rationale for the premium keepers this season is is those teams look like they're worthy of tripling up on the defense because there aren't a ton of attacking options that are super compelling. So that's right. what leads me to a player like Mendy. But Ramsdale, I think the value is is undeniable. And now that you jumped off of Ben White, you had upgraded Ben White to Joe Cancelo, I think. And um, I, I just think looking at Arsenal's form and their defensive solidity, they're going to get... Yeah, they're they're not going to get as many clean sheets as as Chelsea and City and Liverpool, but sure. they'll get enough for you to want to be uh, a part of it. Now you've got Ben White at four point four, Aaron Ramsdale is is he still five Is that what his price tag is? Uh, Ramsdale? Yeah. No, I think he is. Uh, he's four point seven. Okay, four point seven. Well, yeah. so yep. yeah, I I I kind of feel like it's 
Um, that's an easy decision for me if I'm in your situation. Um, and see, it's like like I, what I was saying about Chelsea, where all the all the good fantasy assets are in the defense. And I think if you look at Palace, you don't want to really truly be doubled or tripled up on Palace. So the more enticing assets on Palace for me would be players like Gallagher or Zaha. It's some yep. run of form or something like that. So I would be looking toward the Crystal Palace attack as opposed to the Palace defense. So, you know, that, yeah. that, that pushes Goitza off the table for me and brings me back to Ramsdale. Yeah, uh, and I'm just looking now, Brent, as you were talking, I, I suddenly realized that the price changes are about to happen as we record this pod. And mm-hmm. Ramsdale's at 98.6% to rise. Sanchez is at 98.1% to drop. <laughs> so I'm 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 gonna ride this baby out and and hope that I come out ahead. I mean, I, I do have two transfers, so worst case scenario, I can I can mm-hmm. move a midfielder into somebody else. I'm not gonna burn four to to bring in a keeper replacement. I'd rather just get zero points for my keeper this week. Um so anyway, that's 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 where I am. Uh I'll, I'll you know, I guess we'll talk more. Uh, on the Patreon pod this Thursday, kind of see where we are. Uh, maybe, yeah. uh, you know, maybe Emmy Martinez will um, decide to just stay, to hang out in Argentina for a couple extra weeks. You know, anything, anything's possible. <laughs> it's a great place to vacation, Josh. Wonderful spot. Exactly. Yeah. Wonderful spot. Why would you ever leave? It doesn't make any sense to me. Hmm. You know, uh, international break. We are, I guess, you know, we're actually closer to being done with the international break than we have been the last couple. Uh, the All international breaks will conclude by Tuesday mm-hmm. this time around. Thank God. Or no more of this crazy Will Rafinha's plane arrive in time for him. And hindsight, they should have played him, right? They lost a toothless 1-0 away yeah. to Southampton. Um, so I'll, I'm just going to give you a quick, a, a few international break notes here, Brandon. You Hit can, me. You know, if you want to comment on anything, please do. Okay. Uh, t- two things have happened over the last week. Uh, Gerard. Gerard. Gerard the French. Give him a real French name. Gerard Depardieu. French brother. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Steven Gerard is in at Villa. And interestingly, Dean Smith moves to Norwich. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, real promotion demotion situation there. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm Dean Smith, I might have opted to just lay low for a while. I mean, the the man's getting paid. So, um, good for him. But I don't see. Yeah, Dean Smith has done amazing things with Villa over the last you know five-ish years, yeah. um, but he's got nothing to work with at Norwich. Yeah. And if you look at the the Villa performance this season, it's not like Dean Smith is really good at betting new players yeah. into the squad really quickly, and um, therefore <laughs> wor- working yeah. with uh, new players to him at Norwich yeah. doesn't seem like it's going to go very I, well. I was a little surprised too. And I, I guess in the end, it's just, it's a premier league job. Right. Yeah, and right. so if, you know, it's, there's only 20 of them. And if one, if one of the 20 clubs has an opening and they want you, it's probably hard to say no. Right. Yeah, I guess it keeps, that's keeps be his the, stock high for yeah. other jobs that might come along too. Yeah. I mean, you know, like David Moyes did this uh, a couple and granted he stayed up, but mm-hmm. I remember the, the, his first go around at, at West Ham, he came in during a shaky period, stabilized things, then left in the summer. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I think it was like by mutual consent. I don't think he was like sacked. Uh, fair call. Um, so, you know, maybe that's, that's what D- Dean Smith comes in. If Norwich go down, which, which kind of no one would, everyone expects and no one would blame him for. And then next summer, you know, the, the wolves job opens up or something like that. Right. I, you know, mm-hmm. just to pick random, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, probably wouldn't. That's like a Midlands. It's kind of a, that's a little bit of a Derby, isn't it? Right. Wolves. Not far Villa. from Villa. Yeah. It's near yeah, Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. 
one of those like low key derbies, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like, kind of like palace Brighton where you're like, okay, like, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 you know, I don't, I just, if you don't live in England, it's like hard. It's like, okay. Like Will Zaha thinks it's a derby. I, does everyone else? I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, but so, you know, Steven Jordan, there's not, not a lot to say right now. I mean, you know, he obviously won the league with, with Rangers last season. Um, you know, it's well known that he favors a, a four, three, three. Um, I think it's too soon to say exactly how the lineup. I mean, for one thing, we don't know if Ings is healthy. And I yeah, think if Ings really is healthy, I, I guess you can play a four-three-three with both Watkins and Ings if you play so. Watkins out left and Ings through yeah. the middle. Um, but Just where yeah. he played, I th- didn't he play in a in a out left in a four-three-three when he was at, at Brentford? Brentford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, but I'm I'm with you. There are options for Gerard there, and I think it's interesting when we when we talk about the the Villa Brighton match coming up in game week 12. Let's we'll talk about possible options for Aston Villa with, with Stevie G there. But I, yeah. his, his record at Rangers is obviously really good, but it does have to be noted that it coincided with just like the worst um, club collapse uh, in recent Celtic memory. Um, so it was sort of like fortunate timing, but also like, good job, Steven Gerrard. Good job, Rangers. Yeah. We don't want to take anything away from them. Right, right, exactly. I mean, he, you know, he's coming there a winner, which I think is a, it's a nice energy to come in with, right? It's, it feels a yeah. little, um, and I don't really know. I mean, I honestly have no, um, <laughs> I mean, it's a boring thing to say, but I have no opinion on on how he's gonna. Like, I don't, I don't like or dislike Gerard. I can't say enough about. I don't think anyone could say enough about his style to know how he's gonna come in and change things around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, all right, well, let's, let's see what happens. It's, yeah. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be buying any Villa players in fantasy for a while. Just to, I want to see how it all checks out. Same. I agree. Okay. So we've got some Senegal news here as well. Josh Sadio Mane <laughs> sent home early, uh, yeah. fr- flashbacks to some people who triple captained yeah. Mane to see him go down minutes into that double game week. So, yeah. um, What's the he, word on this injury? Yeah, it was an injury on the pitch. I think it's like a thigh injury or something mm-hmm. like that. And and so he he was sent home to Liverpool. I think it does not look good for this weekend. So now we're in an interesting spot with Firmino and Mane both possibly out for this weekend. It, it you know now you're looking at Jota, Salah, Origi, I suppose, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Now suddenly Ramsdale looks slightly more appealing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the note from Ben Dinnery on Mane's, uh, this is quote from Liverpool management saying, or Senegalese management, I guess, quote, we took him out as a precaution and there is nothing serious. So, okay. Well, fair enough. But read, read yeah. into that what you like. That's true. But, it, it, you know, he did come off the pitch with an injury. So it wasn't like one of these, like, leave Romento injuries, you know, where it's like, yeah, he's got something wrong, you know, and it's really just like, he's played a lot of minutes. He's young. He needs a breather. Uh, I don't think that's the case uh, here. So a uh, couple and then, uh, you know, Asar did play uh, for Senegal today. Um, and, you know, with Mane out, he really took the bull by the horns. He had a brace today. And so that, you know, seemingly a small thing, uh, mm-hmm. but it's as somebody who may, I mean, if if Livermento truly is injured or if any other injuries pop up this week, I may need to start Sar at home to Man United. Yeah. And if so, him being having a little bit of form is, is a useful thing to know. I mean, I'm certainly not afraid to start him at home to Man United. I, I can certainly see Watford scoring in that match. So yeah. um, that was useful. A couple of notes here. Um uh, Kane scores the hat trick uh, versus Albania. Just to further confuse fantasy managers everywhere. Truly, I know. I mean, it's he is really 
he's done gangbusters uh, against Albania, against Newcastle, <laughs> and he's done some very good things in some Europa Conference League matches. <laughs> so outside of that, yeah. not look great this season. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, and I was sort of talking about his mentality. Like he's like the guy who got passed over for promotion at work, you know, as sort of like the <laughs> attitude he's had. He doesn't feel respected and uh-huh. it's hard for him to take his work seriously. A little and, bit of a lame duck season. Yeah, for Harry not. Yeah, I got some people thought were like, well, you can't get inside his head or I, I it's like I totally but I, I, you know, we've all been there or we've all, you know, we've all harbored uh, grudges against employers or things like that. Right. And so I, yeah. I, I feel like that I just feel like that's what's happened there and just maybe it makes it a little hard for him to get up for every single match. And so, you know, I mean, he's a he's a big you know, I mean, he's a he's a big striker. He's a lot to handle if, if you're, you know, one of these kind of lesser clubs, but it seems like he doesn't quite have it right now against, against top clubs, but you know, they don't have a, you know, an especially difficult run coming up. Right. I mean, let's mm-hmm. see this, you know, Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich. I mean, I think, I mean, Leeds have looked a little stronger defensively Burnley. I don't know. I mean, Brentford without Raya, that seems like they've just kind of collapsed. And then obviously Norwich is Norwich, but Norwich, that'll be four weeks into Dean Smith. <laughs> they will so, be a team transformed by then. Well, you never know, right? Yeah, true, I mean, they could true. be it could be a little stronger. And then it's uh Brighton, Leicester, Liverpool after that. So if you're gonna bring him in, it's really these four, these first four that you really mm-hmm. want him for. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I I just feel like I I there's a real advantage I recognize, and I often preach this to, to getting in early, like trying mm-hmm. to like trying to get in even like one week early if you can. But it just feels like he's only doing it against the the worst clubs. And uh I don't know, I mean Leeds, I I, I just I'm not convinced that he's going to like just destroy leads. I mean, it kind of depends on how, how many injuries they have, right? But if Calvin Phillips is healthy, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not seeing like a Kane hat trick in that match. Well, I mean, just to, just to kind of like make wild uh, predictions based on like emotion, it will be Conte at home at the new lane. I think the crowd will be pretty excited for the new regime. True. Premier league is back. Uh I mean, it's kind of set up and Kane having the decent form going into the game way. It's kind of set yeah. up for him to do well if he's ever going to pull it together. So yeah. I, I mean, like, like you were saying, I I'd, I'd have to take a minus four could possibly be worth it. If you have, if it's, if it's one free transfer for you to get Kane in, um, yeah. I, I think it's fine. I mean, we, I think, I think we were saying last week, I'd love to see more. From yeah. and I'd like yeah, to have yeah. more assurance from Spurs, the entire Spurs team, as well as Kane. Um, so I don't. It's it's not like it's an urgent imperative. And, no. and it, um, but it. I guess what I'm saying is it kind of feels fun to me. It felt Kane yeah. feels like he would be a fun player to have going into game week twelve. I think that's I think that's a fair assessment. And I and I, like we're not like full on like hot take corner here with me where I'm just like Kane is terrible. He'll never do well it's it's kind of you know like he's washed up I'm, I'm i'm not saying that but i but i'm also not convinced that he's worth 12 million yet you know which is like right. a real like you bring him in and there's like multiple players that you can't own in fantasy because you've got him right i mean i'm feeling that right now with ronaldo still in my team right one of the eight people left who still have cristiano ronaldo on my, my fantasy team mm-hmm. um the one thing i did want to note about um about leads is that they they are just not keeping clean sheets as we all know but I think it is worth noting that in the last five matches, 
they have not conceded more than one goal in any of those mm-hmm. five matches. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, one, one home to Leicester. And I think we all thought the Vardy would have, you know, a field day there. Mm-hmm. Um, one goal away to Norwich, one goal at home to Wolves, um, one goal conceded away to Southampton and then kept clean sheet in game week seven at home to Watford. So, you know, I, I don't, you know, and I think it also helps that you have Lorente and Liam Cooper uh, both healthy right now for, for Leeds. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they actually have pretty quality center backs when they're actually healthy and able to play. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like Luke Galen is just kind of, he's in that Bamford zone where you're just like, all right, well, like maybe we'll just never see you again. I don't know what's happening right now. He's cracked. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess, I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of throwing a little, I don't even want to say it's cold water, but just like, I, I, I'm not sure that leads are the like complete pushover defensively that we sort of are thinking of them in my head and our heads. Like they're not like, they haven't yeah. actually had crazy blowout matches like they did in game week one and, you know, yeah. way to Man United. That was, that kind of set the tone, I think for all of us. All right. And another premium striker in international break headlines is Ronaldo, who has blanked uh, against Ireland and again against Serbia today, in which my man Mitrovic, your boy, comes on at halftime and scores the goal at the death to take Serbia into (laughs) World Cup qualifications. Absolutely crazy. So he he misses um, a penalty to basically kill Serbia's chances of getting into the Euros last summer. And it, it, all while um, Scotty Parker has bombed him out of the Fulham team in the Premier League last season, now yeah. he is back with a vengeance. He's scored like 20 goals in his it's last crazy. 17 matches with Fulham. Yeah. He's going to score like 40 goals this season. Yeah, yeah. It, he's just in, in, in insane form. So I love to see that and uh, seeing uh, Ronaldo sulking in the corner i mean ronaldo is ronaldo i can't imagine that this is a priority for you being an owner like you you can't you'll think about it you you can't be like troubled about it uh no i'm not i'm not troubled by it i mean i i guess i would have preferred that he i don't know i mean the last international break he scored like four goals or something like that and then he came out and i think he scored well the thing is he's ronaldo right i mean i don't know like he scored he's i think he scored three goals in the the champions league, um, over the last month. So it's, you know, it's like his form, it doesn't really matter what his form is or even what Man United's form is. He's going to find a way to score goals. It's just, it's been kind of a little lucky that it hasn't happened in the uh, mm-hmm. premier league. But anyway, I just thought it was worth noting. Uh, they play Watford in game week 12 and I I'm kind of looking for an excuse to captain him, uh, especially this now that, um, you know, they're not Liverpool or without two of their main forwards mm-hmm. i i feel like there's at least a little more of an argument for it in arsenal I, I think are pretty strong defensively but it's just it's just really hard to do you know um it's yeah. just, it's just hard to go against what's going to be you know 198 percent effective ownership basically every week until he leaves for the african cup of nations um so i mean i don't know if that sounds cowardly or not but it's just it's not fun it's not fun to go into a weekend where like the second he steps on the pitch you're yeah. losing points um, so anyway, so we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. We'll see if I find my courage. Uh, but I'm also not even convinced he's like the best pick, right? I mean, I don't know what Man United are going to look like away to Watford, right? Like they could lose one nil. It wouldn't <laughs> shock me. <It's> true. <laughs> so, uh, just a couple other quick hits. Cause we go, I want to get moving into the game week 12 stuff here. Uh, Gundogan had uh, three goals for the national break for Germany. Just thought it was interesting to note. And, uh, Havert scored today as well. Um, on the Harvard's front, Lukaku is now expected to be fit for Leicester, as we mentioned at the top of the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, Brazil clinched World Cup qualification, which could affect future call-ups. So if you're on Rafinha watch, as, as so many of us are, that could be good news for you moving forward. 
Richarlison is going to be the king of Brazil friendlies. Yeah, yeah, not your boy. <laughs> Congratulations, boy. Brazil. Well done. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Well, let's, we should get into the Game Week 12 talk here. Do you want to do a quick uh, plug for the Patreon? Yeah, before we get to Patreon, I did want to shout out our, our Patreon supporter, James Red Dagger, who hooked your boy up with some jeans at AG. Um, well, so free yeah. promo there. Free, <laughs> actually, no, you got... Free for me. You got you got a free pair of jeans out of it. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got paid. I got paid. You got nothing. Um, but uh, I, I I think they're pretty awesome jeans if you're in the market for some denim AG. So yeah, Patreon. Just by clicking play on this podcast, you're supporting this. Um, but if you want to say thanks to me and Josh for what we do each week, you can get more fantasy content in return by going to patreon.com slash always cheating. You get an extra ad-free podcast every Thursday just before the game week deadline. Josh and I talk about our our deadline dilemmas and decisions, any late-breaking injury newses, injury newses, if there are more <laughs> than one news, perhaps. Also, uh, you're qualified for our Dean's List Manager of the Month Award. Uh, and if you're the Manager of the Month, you get a free Always Cheating t-shirt, Make Fantasy Fun Again. Also, if you're uh, a supporter at the producer or Volkswagen tiers, you get that make fantasy fun again, t-shirt, of course, the Slack chat, the mini league mate week and review newsletter, all sorts of good stuff. Big thanks to our new patrons this week, James Ross, Andy V and anonymous. Uh, very intriguing. Patron there. who shall not be named. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Brandon, let's take a break. We'll get back. We'll talk about game week 12. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Brian, we're back. Game Week 12 kicks off on Saturday. This is a proper... Oh, my good gracious, Brandon. We have... Mm six matches in the main window this Saturday. I, I, I don't know if we've had that all season. So mm. we've got an early, early match, Leicester, Chelsea. Wonderful. Just love mm-hmm. to kick off with a, with a big match like that. And then we got six kind of fun, kind of filler matches, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm-hmm. sort of throwing a few of the, uh, the mid table uh, squads against each other. Uh, then you've got Liverpool Arsenal to, to end Saturday. And then, um, 
On Sunday, you've got Man City, Everton, Spurs, Leeds. So we're going to go through these fixtures. We're going to spend a little more time on some than others, obviously, because uh, this is a fantasy podcast. And we want to focus on the, on the key players here. Uh, first match, we're going to talk about one to two key players. People to avoid. Mm-hmm. And one bold prediction for each match. Okay. Yeah. I, I think let's do one bold prediction each. These will not always be serious predictions. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, I'm planning to be mine. Mine are all going to come true. So I am, I am serious in my case, but if you want to goof around and waste our listeners time, that's fine. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I think that's, you know, if you, if you yeah. will it, dude, it is no dream. So yeah. I am all oh, about like visualization. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh yeah, I mean that is definitely from the Big Lebowski. I can't remember. Oh yeah, okay. I was I was thinking Bill and Ted, but yeah, same <laughs> same same universe. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're going to go uh, through all the matches here. Leicester, Chelsea, Brandon. One or two key players for Leicester, Chelsea. I mean, I think I'll I'll kick things off here with one, which is Jamie Vardy. Can Jamie Vardy score at home to Chelsea? Um, maybe. I mean, th- this is as I was saying, my dilemma of like actually, like how urgent is it for me to get rid of Vardy? And I, I think what what I what I was. I think when we were doing our preview pods for the season, like a lesson that I feel like I have learned over the seasons that I would impress upon our listeners is, is focus less on who you want to get out, focus more on who you want to get in, because it's so easy for you to develop a bias or a hatred for a particular player. And then you just want to get rid of them. And then you just bring in some junky FPL asset to replace. So is Vardy against, Chelsea this week, um, such a bad matchup that I'm willing to bring in um, a, a forward who could be of lesser lesser quality than Jamie Vardy. So I'm really yeah. not sure. Can he? Uh, 100% he can score against Chelsea. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The problem is, or score against any team, I should say. The problem is Chelsea do have the strongest defense in the, the league. So um, I'd say, like, put the odds at, like, 28 percent feels uh, that that he <laughs> yeah. would score against chelsea which that's you know it's not necessarily that, bad no i mean it's high enough that i mean you know you have to look around the league right i mean okay so like let's say in a you know like if you're just looking through like the perspective of like bookies odds right like when there's a like stone cold like great team at home to a bad team and you know the forward's gonna i mean all, all these bookie odds are always predicated on the players starting right how would they do if they started the match yeah so um even in those cases you're you're only really looking at 50 percent chance right it's just it's just hard it's just always hard to score even in matches where you think it's like it's a no doubter it's only right. only ronaldo and Messi really are you know in, is in it gonna be a no doubter or is it gonna be a tragic kingdom josh yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a nice little, yeah, we're doing some good polls here, Brandon. Uh, it's, you know, big, really 90, 95, 96. <laughs> yeah, this, you can tell when I peak culturally. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that, um, I mean, first first of all, I would not go Vardy to, Ronaldo, uh, to, to Lukaku. I just don't yeah. see that as a, I mean, I actually think Vardy to Ronaldo as like a one-week punt mm-hmm. is, is fine. Um, yeah. Especially with like two free transfers and, and you know, he didn't have like any urgent, moves um i think that ronaldo plays this match right portugal are done in the international break I, he should rejoin man united tomorrow um mm-hmm. they certainly need a big win they you know they're like they're just dying for like a seven nil right just like a yeah. like a you know kind of spirit restoring seven yeah. nil you know yeah. harry Maguire scored for england uh a couple days ago maybe that maybe he starts to play better now for man united i don't know you know it's like who stranger things have happened uh you know so 
yeah, I'm just negging on everybody right now, Brent. I I like I actually, I negged on all 12 teams, by the way, that play in the uh, yeah in the the prime block there too, because <laughs> I don't really know what I was doing there. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I, I mean Vardy has a history of scoring against kind of everybody, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this mm-hmm. is he's just a great he's great forward, and, mm-hmm. and he's had a very good season, a frustrating couple of weeks, but he has had two weeks off which mm-hmm. I, I think probably is, is good for him. I know he was battling with like a, a little like tweaked knee or something like that. So, um, you know, he should be fit, ready. Um, and, you know, I mean, he loves a big match. And so I think um, as strong as, as Chelsea are defensively, you know, basically everybody in Chelsea, including Rhys James, who, who played, played for England uh, on what, Thursday, I think, or Friday, whenever they played their match, uh, everybody kind of traveled. Uh, I, Rudiger is home because he picked up a yellow card and now is um, came back early. Um, from Germany. So that's, that's good news, I suppose, for Chelsea and, and their clean sheet odds. But, you know, it's, it's, you know, I was a little unsettled after an international break. And so I think that I, I certainly could see Vardy scoring there. And I just looking through the rest of the table at, at the various other forward options that are available. I mean, like Gabriel Jesus for maybe Man City home to Everton, mm-hmm. um, possibly Raul Jimenez, uh, mm-hmm. Wolves host West Ham. I mean, you're, you're not, I'm not seeing like a ton of options really, you know? It's no, kind of, no. Yeah. And, and it's like to skip ahead to my bold prediction here for this matchup. I think my bold prediction is that Lukaku starts and scores and having having predicted that, I still agree with you that the Vardy to Lukaku move is probably not the best one because I think there are interesting captaincy, uh, diff- differential captaincy options this week, particularly with forwards. So if I'm going to bring in a forward to replace Vardy, I think the best move would be let's bring in a forward who you'd be willing to captain. Yeah. Ronaldo, I mean, we've we've already kind of talked about about Kane. But I don't think Vardy or Lukaku, just given pro- this probably is a low-scoring match, it's neither of them feel like captainable options. So yeah. that is, I think that's really the, you know, what what brings this dilemma, that decreases the threat level of the Vardy-Lukaku dilemma. Yeah, it just doesn't, like, you want to see a path towards that return netting you like 10 plus points. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And cause it's not like, you know, it's not like you're, you're like replacing an injured player or something like that. Right. It's like, you sort of, you're almost in like luxury transfer territory yeah. at that point. Um, and you know, if you're going to do that, you really do want to see a mass. I mean, I, I, I didn't repeat what you just said, but I mean, that's basically the case, right? You just want to make yeah. sure that like you're getting something big and I, I I'm kind of with you there. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's kind of a tricky week for forwards, especially because, um, you know, if you could go Kane, I guess, without, without burning any points, mm-hmm. I think that would probably be the easy move. Cause why not, you know, um, yeah. why not, why not just try it? Um, all right. So yeah, my, my bold prediction is that Lester do score a goal in this match. I don't know how bold that is or not. I'm not sure what Chelsea's clean sheet odds even are for this match, but I think that, um, I think that Lester do score a goal. I mean, they've had a nice little upturn in form finally, um, the last couple of weeks. So the, the, you know, they did draw away to leads but before that they were look like they, they kind of kind of t- turn the corner a little bit on the season and um yeah i just think they've got a lot of options right now i mean they basically have three quality forwards i mean it's just the way they buy is just incredible right i mean just to bring in pats and daca who'd be starting for like 15 teams in the premier league right yeah like pats and daca would be starting for liverpool this weekend yeah. no doubt if they had him um you know and to sort of you know and, and with harvey barnes finally looking decent as well it just feels like there are 
a lot of ways for them to score a goal. They're at home. You and I experienced ourselves the the King Power. It was yeah, great. The power stadium, of the great, King Power. Yeah, is great. great, great energy there. So, um, you know, that, it's not going to stop me from starting my my Chelsea defenders, but because um, I, I think they offer. Even even in t- even Rudiger, I think offers multiple yeah. ways to. Yeah, to- I, I I get to have that like I win regardless sort of situation. I mean, I, it's almost like I don't want Vardy to score. There's bigger upside for me with triple Chelsea defense. Yeah, um, to keep that than for Vardy to score. If he scores, though, you know, no tears, no crying. Yeah, exactly. No, I feel like that's yeah, it's not going to hurt you that much if he scores because yeah. I feel like practically all rolling out with at least two Chelsea defenders right now. Just yeah. Kind of, you know, all right. So let's move on to uh Villa Brighton. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I mean, we talked about Villa already. I, I feel like players devoid would be the entire squad <laughs> top to bottom. <laughs> Give them a week. Yeah. Is it finally Matty Cash's time though, Brandon? Yeah. I, I think for me, the players to avoid in this match feel more like Brighton defense. I think that there is always that, you know, the, the new manager bounce, but I Villa, Villa will have enough um, in the tank to score a goal here. And I think without Sanchez and goal, you know, starting the backup keeper always unsettles the defense a bit and Brighton will play, be playing on the road. Not necessarily always a bad thing for Brighton, but yeah. Um, so like, I think the person best positioned to get attacking returns here feels like Ollie Watkins. I wouldn't endorse bringing him in, but uh, he's definitely going to be the one that I'm watching the most to see how much encouragement he's getting from Gerard and uh, where he's, he's being positioned on the pitch, especially if Danny Ings doesn't play. So I'm very curious to see how it goes. And then of course, Trossard on Brighton. Yeah. Um, He's the form man for Brighton going forward. And yeah. he, he, I don't know. What do you think about Trossard? I mean, I know what you think about him. Is you, it's kind of a like, eh, sure. Okay. Shrug your shoulders. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I that's, that's kind of where I am. Well, him playing out of position is sort of interesting. I, I was looking, I, so I pulled, um, some stats, which, you know, it's never uh, something I wanted to do. Here we go. Stats. Yeah. yeah, Stat head Landon over here. Uh, (laughs) But I, I, you know, I I was just looking at a couple of different like key stats. I was looking at chances, creative goals, attempts, shots on target, uh, XA and XG. And I was interested to see that, that in the last four weeks, Trossard is third overall uh, for total goal attempts out of all players in the premier league. Interesting. That includes, that includes keepers, Brandon. I didn't filter them out. So that's <laughs> okay. everybody. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's good to know. So, <laughs> just, just in case, just yeah. in case, uh, you know, saw sneaks in there. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's, he's taken on that role. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I mean, I, it's sort of, he, he's a player that I feel like we've always, I always, it's funny. I always think of FPL stag because he was really big on the, the Trossard bus when he mm-hmm. first joined a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. And Trossard is like a real, kind of like every creative attacking player on Brighton, Pascal Gross and Mape. It's like they're, they're just, no one has ever become like a great fantasy player in Brighton. Like since they've not since, since Glenn Murray. Not since then. Yeah, not since Glenn Murray. That's right. Exactly. The famous, <laughs> the famous, uh, the famous Murray Arnie match, Brandon. From oh God, low, don't remind me. Well, those many years ago. Um, I also thought it was interesting. Uh, are, are you looking at this chart right now? Are, are you? Because I, I was surprised to see Salah, of course, is number one in goal attempts. Yeah. Tied with Salah, though, is Zhao Cancelo. <laughs> that is yeah. remarkable. Yeah. He, of all players in the Premier League, he and Salah have the most goal attempts in the last four weeks. That is. Quite it is lot. wild. I mean, 
Kinsella yeah. will shoot from anywhere, which is clear. Um, yeah. But but still, like, okay, both Sala and Kinsella with 16 goal attempts, uh, and Sala only bests him by one on shots actually on target, eight to yeah. seven. Uh, yeah. So it's not yeah. like it's not like all of Kinsella's shots are being ballooned yeah. into the uh, into Rosette. That's true. Oh, he's got him. He's got a goal and a half and XG on him. So probably points to the uh, the <laughs> yeah. quality of these uh, Cancelo goal attempts. But uh, still, if I'm I put my if I'm putting my kings of the game week together, I'd I'd take Salah over Cancelo, but only yeah. just, only just. It's interesting just looking at these uh, goal attempts, though, um, and just kind of sorting that way. I thought Jared Bowen uh, is is I think in fourth on this table, and. Um, yeah, I guess there's a, there's kind of a tie um, up there with with uh, it's interesting. Trossard, Norgard, and Benteke right in our third uh, tied for third in goal attempts. Norgard uh, has to be by way of set pieces uh, I, for Brentford, yeah. I would guess. That, yeah, I, I think I think you're probably right there. And uh, and Benteke, I mean, he's just a stay away from me. I don't know, like it's just like who knows, but but you know, I think Bowen, uh, re, you know, remains a player that we just can't uh, can't totally ignore. I mean, it does yeah. feel like he's he really has a role in that team and he's uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if I were wildcarding right now and I, there was like a really good run of fixtures coming up ahead for, for West Ham, which isn't really true. Then I would, I would probably consider him over Ben Rama if I was like on a wild card. Yeah. Fornals has been the, the man too. Yeah, it, it's just yeah. like West Ham have just done a really good job of spreading the points around yeah, the attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, and Fernals is there in this table too, just this yeah. three behind um, behind Bowen. So anyway, I, so I think I mean Trossard. I, with all that said, Brandon, my mm-hmm. bold prediction for this match is that this is a nil nil. I'm not even sure if that's bold. That feels kind of unbold. Mm-hmm. But I, I I'm seeing zero goals okay. from either squad in this yeah. match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bold prediction is going to be that uh, Buendia actually becomes an interesting fantasy asset Ooh. under Gerard. Wow. I don't think it happens right away, but um, yeah. that's that's what I'm I'm looking for the birth yeah. of that Listen. the rebirth of Buendia. You can be interesting and get no fantasy returns. This is what <laughs> Ivan Tony has been doing all season. Okay, it's eleven yeah. weeks of Ivan Tony being very uh-huh. interesting and doing nothing. Um, all right, let's move on to to Burnley Palace. So impressed with Crystal Palace. So yeah. happy that they're doing well. This is a team that I'm really. Um, the next trip, Brandon. The next time you and I go to the UK, this yeah. is I absolutely want to go see Palace play at their stadium. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's going to become increasingly popular because any I don't know how many Ted Lasso fans know this, but that's where you know Richmond FC are. You know, they're playing at at, at at their stadium. Well, I think they're playing at Palace's training pitch, right? Not, oh, not is it, is in it, Selhurst Park. Is it the training pitch? Okay, so are the seats all digitally added or something like that? Yeah, I'm not I don't sure. Know. Yeah. I think they're at least doing some stuff at Selhurst okay. Park. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so maybe become, maybe, I don't know if that's going to become like increasingly popular place for people to go or not, but it was a great decision on Palace's part to let them, to let them get involved regardless. Yeah. Um, so they play away to Burnley. I, it is shocking how few minutes of Burnley I've watched this season. I honestly <laughs> feel like I've, I, I, I feel like I, I, less than 90 total minutes across 11 weeks. It just feels like, it doesn't feel like they've played teams that i've wanted to you know it's like there's been just very little excitement i mean i, I guess I, I guess i watched the burnley chelsea match last week and that was uh a weird one right where it was just chelsea <laughs> dominating for 85 minutes and then don't the goal. Yeah. yeah so are burnley back brandon is my question well we've got to talk about maxwell Cornet because he's the sure. he's the foreign man he's kind of taken all the headlines away from chris wood he's out of position he's uh 
basically playing as a forward off of Chris Wood, but is a yeah. midfielder in the fantasy game. Six point he is like a, a player that I'd love to talk more about if he were five to five point five. But it's like as with so the many of these of the players, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, right. Yeah. They're they're really gonna make you commit the fantasy <laughs> game. Six point to go for a Burnley attacker just it doesn't yeah. make me feel great. Not a bad run. Um Palace Spurs, Wolves, Newcastle, Watford, um, West Ham in there too. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the uh, the Spurs match, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, the Spurs kind of immediately kept a clean sheet in the Premier League. I'm still not trusting them FBL-wise mm-hmm. uh, in terms of owning their, owning their defenders at least, but maybe that's a tougher, you know, just a tougher thing to to, to pull off, um, you know, they're like, just scoring their defense. We'll see what Conte's yeah, able to accomplish. I mean, and- the point of comparison with Corna too is is in this match where you have players, midfielders and Zaha and Gallagher who I just they're playing for a better team, are more more likely in my mind to to yeah. score over the score more points over the next four game weeks. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I do like I do like Zaha as a bit of a differential pick. I mean, he's like the more expensive version of the issue I was talking about with Cornet, where you're like, mm, I would love to consider Zaha. Just, I'd love all these players to be a little cheaper. Yeah. Josh, I mean, is the point. I mean, I think the Gallagher is a player that I would consider bringing in. Course, I mean, yeah. possibly, possibly as soon as this game week, honestly, yeah. uh, because, um, it kind of just depends on what the injury news that comes through. I mean, <laughs> right now I'm actually playing a five, two, three lineup this weekend. Um, and which (laughs) maybe the second week in a row that I do that. Um, and so I I think that it's, I don't know. I mean, he's just, he's playing, he's just in terrific form and, uh, he finally got called up to England too, which is kind of cool. You know, congrats to him. And so, uh, but Burnley Villa leads in their next three, even away in Man United and, and, and game week 15. I don't see that as a particularly difficult match, by the way, I am just delighted. I'm looking ahead right now, Brendan, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing, no international breaks. I'm just seeing just waves of fixtures coming throughout <laughs> December. I'm very, very excited about this. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, I think that this is a uh, a palace win. I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with Palace here. And uh, um, what is my bold prediction though? I'm I'm gonna predict Edward recovers his form, Brandon, and okay. Edward becomes Ed uh, Brace, and he picks up uh, a couple of goals and three bonus points in this match. All right, so it's it's going to be Edward versus Benteke because my bold prediction is that Benteke has a big game here. Oh, I think they both do. Oh, I think we're talking five nil, Brandon. Okay, we both win <laughs> yeah. with a Cornet red card. Let's throw that in there as well. Oh, beautiful, so, it's a yeah, beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, next match is Newcastle Brentford. Oh, Brentford. Yeah. Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson time. I don't want to talk about Brentford anymore. We've talked so much about Brentford. I mean, I, (laughs) it's, this is, you know, it's just, we've all been ready to get rid of this Tony experiment for a while now, but you know, again, we are presented with the, well, you just have to play him against Newcastle. You have little choice. Seems Um, like the bigger issue for them right now is fixing their defense. Right. I mean, just they, seems like they've been totally rocked by the, by the Rea injury. And it's just kind right. of, yeah, which I, which I guess augurs well for, for Cal Wilson this weekend. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's why he is at the, it's, it's him. It's the new man, that same new manager bounce we were talking about with Steven Gerrard. You've got Eddie Howe coming in to uh, sort of settle Newcastle after all the changes they've had 
yeah. recently. I mean, it, it's it's an odd situation for how to come into where he was clearly not their first choice. Like publicly, they were going after uh, Unai Emery, and he yeah. very publicly told them no. He's <laughs> like, uh-huh. yeah. super humiliating for. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of humiliating to go for Emery in the first place, but um, just. <laughs> Can't. I mean, he's a great manager, but it, I don't know. Yeah, it's his style doesn't seem to work in the Premier League. At least it didn't with Arsenal, right? Yeah, obviously yeah. the guy's yeah. a legend in, in Europe and the Europa League and all of that, fair enough. So Eddie Howe, I think he's got his work cut out for him, but it'll feel great being reunited with Ryan Fraser and Callum yeah. Wilson. So, I, I yeah, Newcastle are going to score yeah. against Brentford. There's just no doubt about that. Yeah. Sure uh, lo- I'm sure he loves to see Frazier, by the way, who sulked his way through his final season just <laughs> at Bournemouth, stunk. like helped him helped him go down because he was wanted to move and then get it or something like that. Yeah, he just like he burned bright for one season and then just exploded uh, into into nothingness. So it's very unfortunate. Um, so yeah, I, I think the 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 question here, if you're looking to attack <laughs> Newcastle, maybe for one week only, is is do you really think Callum Wilson is that much of a better pickup yeah. than Alan St. Maximin? Yeah, I do think he's a better pickup than, than Alan St. Maximin. I mean, it, just because he's a proper forward. And I also wonder, I mean, we could see what happens with, with St. Maximin. I mean, it's possible that he moves back and becomes a, a the dreaded reverse out-of-position player under yeah. him, right? Where he's classified as a forward, but he goes back into the midfield. Um, which I mean, which is not always that bad. I mean, you know, sometimes that, that that's actually fine, and you and you end up you know, your creativity picks. You know, you pick up assist points that way too, and just some goals, just yeah. you're so involved in the attacking. But uh, I, I would I would certainly opt for Wilson, especially because they're so close in price. But I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I actually like the Wilson pick. I mean, the question is whether, gosh, you know, it actually is. I mean, I, I think you could actually think Brandon about Vardy to Wilson. I mean, looking at their so game week thirteen away to Arsenal. Not great, but that's sandwiched around three really nice fixtures, right? Home to Brentford, home to Norwich, home to Burnley. Just a great trio of matches, and he's cheap. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the kind of theme of the last few weeks is how do we take money out of our forward line yeah. and, and spread it across the rest of our team? And it feels like that might be, you know, if you, if you brought him in, that opened up some money for someone like Phil Foden in your squad. Yeah. Um, well, so. and, and, and it's like the better move feels like Tony to Callum Wilson because that leaves, you know, I'm still clinging on to this idea of one premium forward, you know, with the, with the hope that uh, some of these premium strikers actually pick up their game. Yeah. But what you can do is, okay, possibly Vardy to Callum Wilson and then don't move that money into your midfield and hang on to that money until game week 13 when you can finally dump Tony. And then Tony uh, is used to regain your premium striker position after the Newcastle match. So it's Vardy to Callum Wilson and then in game week 13, Tony to name your premium or more expensive striker. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's fine. I mean, the, the, the advantage, I guess, of going from Vardy down, though, is that it would free up so much money that you wouldn't need to wait and hold on to it, right? Because you'd only need one million or something like that, right, to, to move over. So you could have two million to upgrade mm-hmm. Ben Rama to. Fo- I mean, just, you know, I'm not like, you know, I'm just saying, like, in theory, that's a move, right? You could go, um, you could go Vardy to, to Wilson this week, Ben Rama to Foden the following week and then I don't know. And then, and then I guess Tony to Wilson the week after that or something like that. You see, you'd, you'd hold off on the, on the Wilson move for one extra week, but 
I don't know. But actually, no, that would work out, right? Because the, the Arsenal away match, I, this is like, this is way too specific for us to be talking about the podcast. But I think yeah, that is you're, a... You're definitely doing the, uh, the the police um, red lines connecting one picture to the next picture thing right now. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to... Th- I'm, I'm just thinking three weeks ahead. I think that yeah. there's a path where that would make sense. Those are three weeks of moves that I think are logical that you could definitely think about. So I guess my... I'm feeling like my prediction is not being very bold right now, but I, I do predict that Newcastle finally get their first victory of the season here. I think that Callum Wilson does score a goal in this match. I think it's mm. extremely likely that he scores in this match. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be something like a, like a, maybe say like a three, two Newcastle win. Yeah. Which leads me to my boldest prediction. And I'm like, it could be my boldest of this entire episode is that Ivan Tony is going to score a goal, oh, man. From your lips, Brandon, to, to, I will speak to, it into existence. Yeah, to, uh, to, yeah to, to Thomas Frank's ears. You know, let's hope that happens. Uh, all right, Norwich, Southampton. I'm actually kind of excited about all of these matches. I, I feel like I, I was I was un- a little unfair earlier, but these are actually, these are not all mid-table questions. It's actually that it's mid-table versus kind of relegation battlers, you know? And so, mm-hmm. sometimes those are like the most fun matches to watch. It's like, it's two teams that are really going to go for it, you know, and really mm-hmm. try to, to score a win. Um, so yeah, Norwich Southampton, I, I mean, clearly Dean Smith will not have had a lot of time with this, with this Norwich squad and, um, and Southampton have looked, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like they, I, they finally figured it out under Hassan Hoodle yeah. or something like, I mean, just, well, for the season anyway. Yeah. For the season. Yeah. I think they, yeah, they, Hassan Hoodle has figured out how they are going to stay up for another season. So, um, that's. That's probably his his biggest remit, his biggest brief. Um, so so that's good, but I think I think this team is ripe for more attacking returns. I mean, James Ward Prowse yeah. is is back from his brief um, time in the penalty box. You've got Adam Armstrong. You've got they've got three firing strikers. If you want to include the international break goal scoring form of Che Adams for Scotland, yeah. and you know Adam Armstrong back in the lineup looking good and Broja. Um, still great potential points output, whether he's starting or coming off of the bench. So I think this is James Ward Prowse is one of those players that is kind of like jumping out at me as I consider what's going on at Southampton right now. And my bold prediction here would be attacking returns for JWP in this match. Yeah, I think that, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, James Ward Prowse, the like uh, classic, no thanks, fantasy player for me. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. always a yeah. logical like. It's like you know, he's good, very good, talented player. He's on set pieces, yeah. and every time, just like nah, no, no thanks. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk yeah. anybody out of like the the truly logical move if you want to go for Southampton is to get one of these strikers we're talking about. But I just yeah, just just looking for that reemergence of Ward Ward Prowse could actually help those forward assets too. Yeah. And, you know, Adam Armstrong, uh, I thought he was really impressive in that, that Friday night match uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I, I mean, you know, like, as you were saying, I mean, like, we'll see what happens with, 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 you know, with Broja and, uh, and Shea Adams too. I and mean, I, I guess you can't play all three. That, that's really not the Southampton style anyway. Right. They like the, the no. four, the four, two, 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 um, the, the, yeah. like, it's like the, the RB Leipzig, you know, style or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the player that I'm, and this has nothing to do with fantasy really, but the player that I'm interested in is uh, Mohamed uh, Al Yanusi, who is like this amazing international player, like when he plays for Norway, and I, he has one goal and zero assists in the season. And, you know, clearly he's highly rated, right? I mean, he gets mm-hmm. like 
tons of minutes for for Southampton and um, just has never really translated into fantasy returns. And so I'll give you a prediction, Brandon. We finally get an attacking return from Elianusi in this match. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I live to see it. How about that? <laughs> I look forward to seeing him in your squad sometime soon, Josh. Well, he's just an interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. Just be, he would be fun. We're always you. looking for, we're always looking for cheap midfielders, you know? Yeah. So let's, let's see what happens there. Uh, all right. We've got, uh, two, we're still in these, uh, these, what, what are 10 o'clock for us? The 10 o'clock fixtures. We're in the midst of the uh, Premier League goal rush still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It should be a good one this week. Uh, we've got two more to go here, though. We've got uh, Watford Man United. We talked about this match a little bit already. I find this one very hard to predict. I could see, I mean, I could see Man United winning 7 0. I could see this being a 3 <laughs> 3 draw. I could see yeah. Watford winning 1 0. Like, what are we going to get for, out of this match? My, my bold prediction here, such as it is, would be a clean sheet for Manchester United. So it's like, if you're one of the few out there that has. Maybe you're you're just remembering that you have a fantasy team going into game week 12 and you still have Luke Shaw. Mm-hmm. It's a great week to have Luke Shaw, I think. Uh, I, I think yeah. they clean here. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, you know, I, 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 it, like historians will will look back at the 5-2 Watford Everton game from mm-hmm. uh, I think it was game week eight and wonder what happened in those last 15 minutes. It's like the Josh King scored like seven goals in, in 15 minutes. And it was like, no one was watching. It was like, you know, it's like only the fans in the stands were, yeah. were watching that one. If Josh King scores a hat trick, but nobody is watching, does he actually score the hat? Yeah. Trick? I should look and see if it actually showed up in the <laughs> FPL data or if they just didn't, didn't mark it at all. Um, yeah. I think that uh, it's fun. I mean, that man United, the, the Manchester Derby now feels like it happened. And it was only two weeks ago. It feels like that happened about six weeks ago. That yeah. fe- feels about right to me. Not not two weeks ago. I mean, you know, just it's just one, you know. And again, I, I say this as somebody, and there's a kind of like if there's like a hint of malice in my voice, it, it is not directed towards the club or their fans. It's just the way that Man United have kind of just like the mistakes, right? The the Ronaldo buy and then and then keeping OGS. And it's like they they have all of these. There's so many of these like young scrappy players like, you know, Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford. These are players that I like that I want to root for. And we seek entertainment, Josh. Yeah, Yeah. we seek entertainment. And this is what we keep hearing about as the United way is to play exciting, attacking football. So it's not like, oh, we want to damn this club because we 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 want to punish people or make fun of them. (laughs) It's like, oh, right. There's so much potential in this squad with or without Ronaldo or other players where they could be much more enjoyable to watch week in, week out. We're not getting that. I'm an Arsenal supporter. There's, uh, if we're going to start doing the make fun of game, I went through the the, the late late period late period of Arsene Wenger. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've been there with the with the Schadenfreude. Um, no, I mean, just it's just, to me, it's like it just maybe how you feel about them right now it depends on like how you feel about like reboots, you know, and prequels and things like that. Like, mm. do you want to just keep digging into the history of a particular thing? Like, if you like Rise of like uh, if you like. Um, the rise of Skywalker, you know, you're probably liking a show of this hands, United, please. This is, you're, pro- you're probably into this man United squad right now. Uh, <laughs> for me, I'm looking for something new. Uh, and so like Mason Greenwood to me, he's the last Jedi, right? He's a new direction, Brandon, you know, and then mm-hmm. they, 
And then they decided, you know what, let's do Rise of Skywalker. Let's just reset everything and give you exactly what you've got before. And that's what they have in Ronaldo yeah. now. I'll tell so, you what, yeah. put a dark cloak and hood over OGS and with his sunken eye sockets, I think he looks a little bit like the Emperor. He's <laughs> like, his like, just like graying face and yeah. He's just like aging before our eyes. Yeah. God bless him. Is the emperor, under a lot of stress. The emperor mixed with Ian Holmes, Bilbo Baggins at the end of Return of the King. You know, <laughs> when he finally starts, when he finally, he's finally aging, you know, <laughs> after he finally stopped wearing the ring. Mm-hmm. Lots of ways to go here, Brandon. All right. So, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, this match, I, I hear, I mean, I, I think that Watford score at least two goals. That's my prediction for okay. this match. I think All that right. and it's funny. Again, it's kind of the complete opposite of what you're saying here, but I just yeah. think that, I just don't trust Manya to keep a clean sheet right now. I think that Watford um, have had a couple of great moments at home this season already, like just moments where they've sort of let the crowd, like they fed into the crowd, I think, a little bit and and probably done a little better than they should. And so I think that that's something we could see uh, in this match as well. I mean, as far as Sar goes, I actually think, I mean, I think the brace today makes me feel pretty good about Sar doing something this weekend. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he continues to be the player to to own or to uh, look to to watch if you're watching a Watford match. So yeah. I agree. Like I, yeah. it it would be very. It sounds like you've got him on your bench at the moment. I think yeah. it's very tempting to just start him anyway. Yeah, um, just given the unpredictability of this Manchester United squad. It'd be it'd be starting him over Livermento and Livermento play away. You know, Southampton play away to Norwich, and so it's just whether I. Would want Sar or Lieberento. I feel like the Lieberento. He's just he's earned another start, given given how well he's you know given given how well he's done. Um, just in terms of actual fantasy points, right? It's not even like he looks good. It's, he's actually just delivering so consistently right now. And I also think that he could just get an attacking return in that match as well. So you know that's where I would say in fitness watch with him there. Let's see what happens. It's not going to unless he's significantly injured. I'm sure they wouldn't transfer him out. So, um, but like yeah, I mean Sar at home versus like Gallagher um, away to Burnley. I mean, to me, that's like neutral enough that I probably wouldn't burn a transfer on it. All right. So I think this next match is really interesting. Wolves, West Ham. And I think this is the last match of that chunk of midday fixtures. And I think this is a huge opportunity for, West Ham to get another win, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. this is a match that they could easily win as as decent as Wolves have looked match to match. But I, um, I'm i planning to roll out Ben Rama. Ben Rama coming off of a, of a 4-0 win against Djibouti, uh, playing, mm-hmm. for, playing and scoring for Algeria. Algeria plays once more during this break on Tuesday against Burkina Faso. Uh, but, you know, I think... I mean, it's there is the bias here because I've hung on to Ben Rahman. I'm always looking for the the upside or the, the positive spin, but um, I think he's been a little maligned. Um, I think he's still delivering uh, for his price tag, so uh, I'll I'll play him against Wolves. I think I think we'll, uh, West Ham yeah. win this game pretty easily in like three one fashion. Yeah, I, I feel like he's he is turning a little bit into your um, like he's turning into the new Lacazette for you. Where you're like, listen, I like him. Okay. I like his game. I like him as a person, yeah. you know, good guy. <laughs> good guy. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel, it does feel like you need to get a little more from him though. At some point before, like, you know, like, you know, or he's going to have to get on the chopping block, I think. 
Um, I, I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not, I, I, I agree. I don't think you need to move before this, this Wolves match, but, um, I think it's, this probably, I mean, yeah, I think, I think you're right. This is probably the, the pick of the, the pick of the matches this is the one I'd be most interested in watching. Yeah. The, okay. Here's now we've, we've gone through all of the, the, the 10 AMs, Brandon, which yeah. one is going on the main screen for you this Saturday? Well, I mean, I'm going to watch the goal rush. I guess you can do the the goal rush on the small screen on the iPad and put uh, put your choice up on the TV. It, for me, it would be Wolves West Ham because I just think that's going to be the most yeah. intriguing and probably the most attacking. Uh, yeah, know. I think Watford Manana can be a fun like hate watch. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I, I, like, yeah. If as far as fantasy implications go, I think knowing what's going on at Manchester United as best you can um, mm-hmm. is is good fantasy management because they're the team that will offer you the most if they get into good form for your fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, just like insane, insane talent on that team. I mean, just <laughs> imagine what they could do with... Uh, yeah. Uh, I, won't, I won't finish that sentence, Brandon. Uh, brings us to the final match on Saturday, which is Liverpool hosting Arsenal. I think this could be a pretty fun match. I don't know if Arsenal have enough goals in them yeah. to, to win this one. Uh, but Mo Salah without, without Firmino, without possibly Sadio Mane. Let's assume for the sake of this conversation that Mane, Mane does not play this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um what uh, does that does that affect Sal at all? I mean, you know, do you think there's an, uh, another captain option out there? The guy basically is the only player on the pitch when he's on there anyway. It's not like he uh, it's not like he <laughs> he really only relies on one teammate. And that's Trent, who is like usually closest to him to pass him the ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not like if Mane is playing, Mane is going to square the ball to Sala for a tap. And that's never going to happen. Vice versa. Yeah. So it doesn't concern me a whole lot, but I do look at um I do look at this match and think that this could quite easily end up being a nil-nil, like one of those great anticlimactic post-international break matches and you you sort of like balance the injuries and injuries and fatigue that we have seen recently with Liverpool combined with players coming back from international duty aligned with Arsenal's resurgence in form and specifically defensive form. And it's not going to be an easy match for them. I don't know if I can, I mean, I don't know if that's a compelling enough or, or persuasive enough argument to say, don't captain Salah this week. And yeah. I think even a three pointer from Salah out of an international break isn't, isn't like the, the worst news you're going to get all season. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to yeah. be low scoring, possibly a nil-nil here. Well, I mean, the thing is, Sala in like I have to do it myself mode mm-hmm. is probably a Sala taking like eight shots in the game mode, which is um, good for, yeah, for fantasy, definitely. Usually good for fantasy and um, probably good for Aaron Ramsdale's save totals as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm mm-hmm. still looking at it through that lens, and so um, yeah, I think that Sala. Okay, here's a prediction: Sala gets Sala takes. At least, okay, I'll say seven shots in this match and four shots on target, okay, for mm-hmm. Mo Salah. And my other prediction is that um, that we finally see, because I was talking about him on last week's podcast too, and I think that we we finally get an Andy Robertson assist too. I think Andy Robertson gets, oh. gets involved in this match okay. because of an assist. If anything happens in the attack on the Arsenal side, uh, guaranteed uh, Saka has something to do with it because it is the rule this season that I will bench uh, one of my attacking players who produces 
FPL points. So there you go. Saka on the bench, guaranteed returns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Smith Rowe. I mean, I guess I should have talked about him before I talked about counter Gallagher, but yeah, I mean, Smith Rowe away to Liverpool. That's not the week I'd want to make that move. I don't think. No. Um, although you could certainly see him get involved as well with along with Saka. It turns out actually Robertson does have an assist in the season. And then that weird three, three draw with, with Brentford. Yeah. They've had some weird draws this season. Liverpool yeah. have. Yeah. It's not helping their position on the table. I'll tell you that much. No, no, it feels like they, they maybe had a chance to to, to go top um, going mm-hmm. to the third international break. Uh, all right, so two more matches on Sunday. Man City host Everton. Couple key players here. It's a little. It's always hard to say with Man City, right? Because they like <laughs> practically the entire team goes away international break. I know that yeah. Cancelo and Diaz were both rested in the first match that Portugal played. Yep. So um, they had the, you know, they're not get heavy minutes over the international break. Yeah, you're fine, um, of course, to be starting Diaz and Cancelo. And I don't know what was the deal with Kyle Walker and that England squad. Maybe you can look that up while I sure. while I talk about my favorite Man City assets. Uh, I do know that uh, Becker, Allison Becker, you may know him as uh, <laughs> Becker. He's been playing in <laughs> great <goal>. TV show. <laughs> uh, yeah, great TV show. Just became a great Liverpool goalkeeper. Um. Allison was in goal, at least for the first Brazil match during the break. Um, so it's like lots of um, not heavy minutes for the the city defense, which is good. I mean, I I don't know that I'm compelled by Gundogan's performance. I think Foden still feels like the best midfield pick. You you know, also above De Bruyne. Uh, yeah. De Bruyne is just not worth worth the cash. Will Everton be able to mount any sort of competitive match here? And I think the case you make for Everton is just the history of Rafa Benitez, and he knows how to set out a defense. You know, is, is Godfrey and Mason Holgate are they good enough for a Rafa defensive game plan? You tell me. But um, I think that Everton will probably play a bit defensive here and let City have the possession that they want. Can City break through? It feels yeah. good. Like if Everton, they're away and they do uh, sit in a low block, that's a lot of time on the ball for Joe Cancelo. Um, yep. And uh, if if he's just right above wherever uh, the Everton defense sits, then that's yeah. good. He can be putting crosses in all day. He's a low key captain pick for sure. I think that um, you know if you if you just didn't want to go Salah, then I think Cancelo would definitely um, be up there. I, I'd probably opt for Cancelo over any of the Chelsea defenders, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I mean because I, I have Ronaldo, I, I suppose I would I would go you know if I were, if, if you had Ronaldo, I, I'd rank him. But I mean, yeah, if I were just like ranking like my my top captain picks for the week, I guess I, I I'm almost certainly going to go Salah. I mean, for the reason I mentioned before, I, I just think he's going to be shooting a lot uh, as he often does, mm-hmm. usually you know, always does. Uh, I'd probably go Salah, Ronaldo, Cancelo. I guess that'd be my top three. Mm-hmm. I I I would agree with that assessment 100. I mean, maybe I put a city attacker above. 
Kinsello just, sure. just for the higher ceiling that's, there. That's that's a fair point. I mean, maybe maybe if a Foden gets up there, yeah, then too. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah. He's a player I really want to bring in at some point. Uh, it may have even happened this week if it hadn't been for the uh, the Sanchez injury. Um, yeah, I'm actually what I'm kind of leaning towards doing, just in case you're curious, is go on is not using both my transfers, only using the one for Sanchez because mm-hmm. uh, I like the way my team looks otherwise, uh, barring injuries. You know, knock on wood. But mm-hmm. um, and then sort of kind of waiting to see how Kane looks yeah. honestly um and and sort of you know I, I just want to see another week before I burn a transfer and I mean obviously just because I have I have Ronaldo for this Watford match and so Ronaldo to be Watford versus Kane v Liverpool or v Leeds it just doesn't feel like enough of a you know upgrade I'm not, I'm not sure it's an upgrade at all actually and uh yeah, yeah I'm talking about captain picks I suppose you have to put I mean, we'll, we're getting to that in just a second here but um I, I guess you have to put the uh, the Spurs players in that conversation as well you do. Yeah. I think Kane is up there. Just if it's kind of like, if you have him, why did you bring him in? If not to try to yeah. take advantage yeah. and, you know, you, it's like an opportunity for, to, for you to claw some points back. If you felt like you lost some bringing Kane in. Yeah. So I, I like that pick, but before we jump to Spurs leads, what's our, well, what's your true prediction of what happens yeah. here with city Everton? It just feels, I mean, it, it feels like a two nil result yeah. for city. Yeah. In a I, rather I, mundane match. Yeah, and I, I've heard – I was listening to somebody recently talking about how in some ways Man City have – their kind of forwardless setup right now works better against against like the, you know, big six – level clubs in that, you know, like when, 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 you know, when they do sit a little deeper, it's, it's that, that's when you need that, like really like uh, incisive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just a target man, someone like Aguero who just makes something out of nothing. Um, and so I, you know, and I think, and I also think that, you know, I thought that Everton, you know, keeping a clean sheet at home, um, to Spurs last week when I, when I, I think it was sort of a little bit of concern that like maybe the cane train would, would just, start right off the bat, you know, um, once Conte joined. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I did, I just read Benitez as a manager. I don't think that, um, this is a match. He said two weeks to prepare for it as well. Right. So I, I think that this is something that, mm-hmm. um, so I'm with, I'm with you. I think that, um, yeah, my true prediction would be maybe like a one nil for mm-hmm. Man City. Okay. Okay. That's the true prediction. That is a true, not, not bold, just true. <laughs> um, and uh, all right, final match is Spurs hosting Leeds. We were just talking about it, and this is an interesting one. I mean, you know, Rafinha will be back. I I assume uh, they don't. You know, they play on Tuesday. He should have plenty of time to. Even if there's some connecting flights, he should be able to, to get back. There's no way he doesn't play. Like he is clearly yeah. like he is sure. the. Yeah. I was the, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you, of, of course, but uh, he's the czar of Leeds right now. Like they don't really have team going forward without without Rafinha so he's got to play yeah I I yeah and so I think that um I mean can you see a world where Leeds win this match no I think it's uh I think um I think Spurs probably walk this one um well no that's that's putting it too strongly I think it's a relatively undramatic two or three one victory for Spurs Spurs, one of those matches where you're like, well, there are some good takeaways from uh, what Conte is doing at Spurs right now, and but there are clearly some things that they still need to work on. It's going to be <laughs> right. one of those matches. I mean, I'm kind of with you in that that part of the assessment, but I, I actually think this could be more like a like a one one or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. I think I, I could see this being a draw. I just 
I don't know. I mean, it just feels like we're still in the, in the speculation category with, with Spurs. It's, it's just, I mean, I look at, I'm looking at their, their squad right now, FPL wise, and I'm looking at their defense. And I mean, I'm just not seeing like a, you know, I'm not seeing like a bunch of clean sheets um, from that, from that defense. And so, I mean, they've, they've made some buys that haven't really turned anything yet. And so maybe, maybe, you know, this is what this could be the really interesting low key part of Conte, Mm-hmm. joining right is like you know i mean emerson, emerson royal i know he he's actually played every match since he's started in game week four but it's really been kind of a non-entity in fantasy so far mm-hmm. he's selected by less than one percent of managers 4.9 million so you know he'd be somebody that i'd like to see like just kind of see if he you know starts to pick up some you know attacking threat i'm not even looking for attacking returns necessarily but just I mean, it looks like he's threatening i think that would be um a player that i would at least keep in mind. I mean, Reggie only 5 million too. So, I mean, you have some options uh, on the, you know, on the wings there. And yeah, as far as Son and Kane go, I mean, we talked about Kane at the top of the pod. I'm, I'm still not completely convinced. Um, and Son to me is just in a weird price point where I just, it's hard for me to, to get to 10 million. Uh, mm-hmm. and so that's, that's what's throwing me off with him. A it little doesn't bit. feel like there's value at that price for Son, uh, especially considering he's not doing much of anything. Um, so is he like it's I feel it feels more fun and more warranted to take that risk and that punt on Harry Kane because um, you probably a lot of us do have uh, a, a premium slot held up front and it could work. But as you as you say, Josh, the 10 million price tag on Sun harder to work into your squad and, and it just like it his price is totally out of balance with what you're getting right now. And, and that's so much harder to justify than Kane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do believe that fixtures rescue form like that is something that I, I think is happens all the time. And it, it is a it's a great run of fixtures. And so I don't want to be, you know, just some old school guy where it's like, oh, they haven't done anything yet and until they do several weeks in a row. Uh, I'll believe it. But it's just the, the energy is just still weird at that club. Like, I just, yeah. I, I'm not excited to bring in their players. It feels like I would only be doing it for fixtures. And yeah. that is, I, I never want to bring in a player just because of fixtures, like just because like there's, you know, sometimes there's, there's, there's like what I would almost call like FPL, like community momentum, you know, where it's just like, it's like a, it's like a wave that just starts like, you know, it's like a, I don't even know. It's just like, it's just rolling and it's just like, it like hop on, like, yeah. you know, like it's just like fashion of boat out of your, you know, windows or whatever. And just, and just get on this, like, your windows. I was thinking like a flood, you know, like a wave coming <laughs> okay. down your street, you know, a glass boat, to, you say, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm into the glass bottom boat. You know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a exactly. good tourism trap for sure. Yeah, exactly. Key West, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> which is, I couldn't think of a, what you'd make a boat out of your a door. I don't know. How does door would make, work better? Yeah, I think door would work better. I guess you're probably right there. A little more stable. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah. And it's sometimes like these, the, this momentum happening. Been, this is like, you always know when a section has gone on too long for us in the pod and we just you know rambling with movie metaphors and everything else so yeah anyway um i, I but sometimes i i feel like the, the momentum like it's like it, it's we like we don't stop it thick enough like do we actually want to do this or is it just that everybody else is kind of talking about it and so because we're talking about it now it's my opinion too like i never stopped to think about whether it was like actually how i want to play and if i'm just looking at this Spurs team right now, it's, it, I would only be bringing them in because it feels like there's momentum from other yeah. managers to bring them in. Yeah. I don't, I'm not feeling it myself yet. Bold prediction for this entire game week, Josh, is that Ronaldo is the big talking point coming out of it. One way or the other. I like that. Okay. I, I like that a lot. I think, uh, my, what is my bold, my bold prediction for this 
entire game week is that everyone is uh, bemoaning how Chelsea could have conceded five goals away to Leicester and how that, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know one for the game week, but I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is a, this is a real throwback game week. I'm really excited about having matches just on Saturday and Sunday and lots for us to talk about in next Sunday's pod. So on that note, we're going to close things out. Thank you to everyone for listening to this week's podcast. Good luck to everybody this weekend. We'll be back, Brandon and I, on Thursday with our weekly pod for our Patreon supporters. If you want to support us there, you can go to patreon.com slash alwayscheating. Brandon gave the spiel at the top of the podcast, but you can talk all week about FPL strategy and lots of other things, including the rise of the Skywalker movie and other lots of movie chat always gene chat, as I'm just finding out today, <laughs> uh, lots of other stuff going on too. So, uh, that's where you can go and then thank us and, or, you know, say, say thanks for, for doing the weekly podcast and, yeah. you know, just listening is, is thanks enough. But if you want to become a Patreon supporter, that is, um, that'd be awesome. And, uh, a few pay, uh, I want to do some producer thank yous here. Um, and a quick thank you, uh, or a, a quick hello to, uh, Jeff DeMasso, Brandon, a friend of the pod who I saw on the street with his new baby, uh, oh, this weekend. And so that, that was, that was very cool. Um, and, uh, he and his wife. So, Hey uh, Jeff. Good to I'm see you, saying. Jeff. Yeah. Yep. And uh, now thank you to our producer patrons, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Chris, I was watching that Tennessee match. I was hoping you guys could beat Georgia. Andy Penn, Brian, Martin Savage, Brian Tita, Big Gapper, Bobas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland. By the way, Brian, a big match, Michigan State, Ohio State this Saturday. Go State. Yikes. Yeah, we're not, we're, I think like we're the 14 point underdogs, but you know, you never know. Uh, James Holland, Dave Wegner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Farbrook, Skogang, Paul Herzig, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, at FBL Merch, Carrie Swanson, who's doing great, uh, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stu, Mikey Yuang. By the way, uh, as is Blair Jacobson, Brandon. Uh, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Majoria, Ron Frost, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus, you know us, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Colin Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Paxoy, Martin Opseth, Lee Hickman, Valger Paulson Kruger, Jazz Benin, Francis Moore, managed by Lasso, and James Keeley. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, and uh, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to Always Cheating wherever you, you get your podcast, Apple Podcast. You can give us five stars. That's that's a big that's a big win for everybody yeah, if yeah, you do no that. No lower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. If you why if even you, rate? You know, otherwise, like one or five, right? It's like, no one know, does four. <laughs> I was I was trying to find a new laundromat uh, next to my uh, new apartment, and it's funny you go on Google reviews and people leave four stars and they're like fantastic place. And, and, and it is these people who are, who treat their review system so seriously that like, they're like, well, I've yet to meet a laundromat that is actually perfect. Therefore I can't get it five stars. It's only four <laughs> stars, but right. it's, it's still worth, yeah. worth yeah. your patronage. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, when it comes to podcasts, there is only one true rating. That's five stars. Also follow us on social media, on Twitter at Hill cheaters, Email hellcheaters at gmail.com. Visit our website for all this and more, alwayscheating.com. Josh, I will leave by saying poku forever. Any last words for you? Hey, hell cheaters. Thanks to everybody for listening. Bye.